Hello, my dear friends, and I hope this next segment of Let Spirit Speak, this episode, finds you well and certainly moving forward in your life. Today, I really do want to talk about healing and the many different aspects of healing. Is there? A, it's, it's endless, really, the way healing can manifest through us. Uh, thank you for, for taking the time to listen today, and I hope whatever comes out uh, of this podcast today, you can find a little bit uplifting or certainly maybe encourages you to continue to dig into your spiritual path and your connection with God and the divine, how it can work. And of course, all those wonderful souls on the other side who are trying to help us to help ourselves and uplift the world in doing so. Healing is, is such a big part of uh, the spiritualist movement. And it's, I know it's quite interesting because for me, I'm as much as I, I have been involved inside spiritualism, that's not the way I ever started. Uh, it certainly wasn't through spiritualism that I started. I didn't start in a spiritualist church, and I didn't uh, even see the my first real medium, um, what I say real medium is demonstration medium, work from a platform until, oh, I think it was 1990. So... Um, I came into this in, in, in a slightly different way, but all of it was there. All the experiences were happening around me. So obviously there was a, uh, a connection for me to be part of uh, the spiritualist um, movement to some degree, of which I still am, again, to some degree. But I would never just call myself blatantly fully a spiritualist, but healing you know, there's so many people on online now and in the media and sources you can find around the world who are uh, talking about their their speciality and, and their healing gift, etc. And I think all that's terrific. And it manifests through different people differently because of our ex- life experiences and our mentalities and even cultural backgrounds can have to some degree, like it does with mediumship, or I should say demonstration mediumship, um, manifests. Uh, You know, we are part and parcel our mediumship. Our life experiences create certain types of, shall we say, narratives within us. And so we, we work a little bit through that. But the more we sit in the prayerful state of, of attunement and, and meditation, and we can distinguish between those two, um, practices or avenues um, and say that they are similar but different, which they are. Uh, nothing is ever completely separate from the other. Uh, that that I find to be a, a very um, narrow and I, I would say incomplete way of thinking of, of these practices. Healing must first come from the, the desire to see something better, someone to be better something else to happen and it's a very active power it's a very active thought process in 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 a way because we we have to reach out from our inner being or the depths of our soul to ask for healing for another often it starts with us or we begin to realize that there's something special that we might have with it with a connection that way when a, a close loved one or relative is in need and we 
kind of what I call the scream from our soul for them to be helped, for them to be uplifted, to be touched by some force that can change what it is that they're suffering from, whether it be physicality, whether it be the mental state or the soul state. And remember, these are all parts of healing. Healing of the soul is the highest form of healing. It is great to heal the body. Healing the soul often infers that we're also touching somewhere through the emotional state that is that soul is experiencing in this life or the mental state. Healing of the soul is the highest form of healing. And healing is the highest form of mediumship, by the way. <clears throat> Evidential mediumship can also bring great healing for the soul at times. And we have to, I think that's the way we should be looking at uh, evidential mediumship is the comfort and light and love it can bring into a soul here. <clears throat> also, sometimes for the soul who's crossed, there's healing with that. If they need to say the things they need to say and couldn't in this life, and they can find somebody like a medium to be able to convey even some of that, it can alleviate a lot of the emotional pain and suffering that the soul here left behind on, on this earth plane is experiencing and also for themselves. You know, it likens to the, the life review. You know, we when you have a life review, you're experiencing all the good and bad deeds that, that you've done. And in doing so, there's deep recognition of your, your responsibilities. Um, and that in itself if you realize uh, through those experiences that there are things you've done that are people left back here that are suffering from or they're, they're having difficulties because of that, of your actions with them, that hopefully um, with the advent of mediumship as it is now, you might come across somebody who is able to convey a message that both alleviates a bit for you and for the soul and spirit. That's very possible and it does happen but healers what we what we would call direct healers the the healers that uh you know view their their job as or their calling as the point of healing the body the mind and the soul notice i'm not equating spirit spirit is is the essence it's 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 the force, it's the energy, it's the, the divine spark. That in itself is always what it is. But the soul is the... Hmm, the, the soul is... I always like to, to think of it as, you know, before we come back into a lifetime, we go into a closet and we pick out the garb we're going to put on for this lifetime. Uh, <laughs> and it's either, you know, it can be a, a brightly colored cloth, it could be many other many other things because we can be just about anything in this lifetime when we come back in to have our our experiences whether it's male or female etc but the the soul growth of course is what we are experiencing that's the that's the long-term plan that's that that's the real the real meat and potatoes of why we come into life into physical form and to have that separation and that individuality for us to experience certain types of, 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 of experiences. That's the best way we can say it. 
And that allows us to grow within ourselves to to try to express the highest and best as we go on in our lifetimes through physical form. You know, we talk about experienced and inexperienced souls. And I think that that's what we're really talking about is an experienced soul may be able to find their way a little more quickly in life than the non-experienced. But that's also very difficult because sometimes the most experienced souls will choose the hardest lifetimes because they they know the worth of the of the of of the outcome of that these very special and sacred qualities that they will um, uh, develop uh, polish enhance but the best way I can talk about healing is from my own experiences um, as in when, when I have prayed and asked for healing for others or had have had on hands healing that I've been honored to do and been able to be a part of. And I remember very much this, this particular ex- experience with uh, my mother when I was a teenager, uh, was in grade 10. And she was dying of cancer and it was it was she was in at the end stage. And I remember her, you know, being of course being at the hospital and I was I was working at the time. Uh, I had just started working for a grocery chain called Safeway here in North America. And I was on my way after school uh, to work. And I stopped off at the hospital to see her. And, of course, she was very um, very drugged on, on morphine, etc. And I remember in that moment, I was quite distraught and I was alone in the hospital room with her and then you know the nurses were tending to their other duties and I remember putting my hands on her belly because her belly was well swollen she had a a type of lymphoma and I just sat there and I reached out with my thoughts and I said God please heal my mother and with that one simple thought I went ice cold. The room went ice cold. I looked down at my fingertips. They were blue. I swear if I had been watching, I might have been able to see my breath, but I don't think it quite went that cold, but it went cold. And for about five to ten minutes, I just had my hands on my mother's belly. And then it left the the experience stopped as quickly as it started and i left the room and i went to work and the next day i same routine i left school and i was on my way to work and i stopped off at the hospital and my mother uh was sitting up much less pain uh her the nurses were quite amazed that they could lower her morphine intake, <laughs> which I found really interesting and quite wonderful. And I was just thinking, oh, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe this that, that'll be the cure that happened yesterday. Because I knew something obviously special had happened. And of course, it wasn't the cure, but it gave my mother three or four days of, of almost no pain. She was much better in her attitude her attitude and she did shortly after that cross but 
you know, it opened up my mind to a lot of things because I had had, as many of you have heard on these podcasts, many experiences since I was a child. And, you know, even for that, I, w- I was quite grateful. Um, there, there's been many that I have had in dream state where I have heard of somebody who's been ill uh, or is possibly ill, could be ill, and I have sat in prayer and meditation for them before I've gone to bed and in dream state have found myself either with them or I have been in a place where I know the spirit world is working for healing for others. Uh, Sometimes big, um, what I call the, the, the crystal cathedrals and I'm sure people who have had these types of experiences out there, you, you know of what I speak. I, I remember one time uh, a friend um, I was told about was, they really thought they had, that that lady, it was a lady, was probably going to be diagnosed with breast cancer just because of the tests that had been coming back. It hadn't been confirmed yet. And so I was very upset that night when I heard what, the possible outcome was going to be and I was upset because I knew this lady's life and she had been through a lot and and I just thought god yet you know how many times does somebody have to be kicked in the face right so I I remember sitting up in bed that night my wife had gone to sleep and I was praying and I was very upset with god <laughs> I was it was just after we were married I think it was probably 3 years into our marriage and anyway I fell asleep after my prayers and in the dream, I, I was in front of this triangular golden wall that was just glowing. And I, my prayer was continuing. I was still praying for that particular person. And as the dream went on, I got up from the wall and I turned around and I was looking at our front door into our living room. And I opened up the front door and this lady's sister came running towards me and said i won't give the names obviously that everything was fine they didn't have breast cancer it was all going to be well and about two weeks later we found out that she didn't have breast cancer and that all was well i am not sitting here saying that my prayer stopped the breast cancer it might have been the fact that i had been so well attuned that i continued to have that link and that all I received was what was going to be anyway I know the premonition that everything would be fine but every time every thought you have even the wish that someone could be better that's a wave of energy it has a frequency and it has a positive frequency just like all the negative thoughts we have And because we are a spiritual body in a physical form, we know that there are many dimensions of vibration and realities beyond the physical. So your spirit body or your astral form or the casual body, I mean, there are so many distinctions and and people like to talk about the distinctions and I think they do sometimes because it makes them feel important. Ouch, but that's exactly how I feel, sorry. I always find, you know, when people start casually using phrases, 
you know, it, it, it can make everyone feel self-important. And I, I want to hear about the real experiences and I want to know what their experience was and what the result was. And that doesn't mean it has to be a complete cure to be valid or to be deep and powerful and true. But I think you know what I mean out there. The idea that when someone's really speaking of a true experience, you feel it within yourself right away. You know. Anyway, so our, our astral body, let's leave it there, as it refines, uh, and it does through our ability to overcome our own self-interest and, and own device, our own, um, shall we say, addictions or uh, our lower mind that you know, wants us to you know, easily react to anger and, and feelings of, of, of just being in the moment and, and you know, not thinking through. Uh, as, as we become more refined within that, so we are more able to attune in dream state, attune just in life in general to the spirit world, to God. And of course, it's never, it, it, we all are working towards it. You know, no one's perfect at this. You know, so that's, that, that's a, you know, I just want to say that on the side too, because we have to remember that this is, this is over periods of lifetimes and practices and and also the, the deep desire to help and also all the, all the hurt that we go through, that, 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 help us, that helps us to refine. Without the resistance and the pain and our own suffering, we don't refine. There is no point to this life, but I digress there. Our refinement for healing becomes more so. And so our thoughts become more blended with the spirit world. And so by doing so, we invoke the spirit healing intelligence. And there are many on the other side who are attuned to that higher intelligence in the spirit world. And we can often we refer to these as our guides. Sometimes it's just family members that, that get together on the other side and they have done what they can in terms of their level of attunement. And they are able to bring a certain amount of healing force to uh, the, the person who's been thought about. There has to be from us, just like there is when we, when we want to develop our mediumship or, or our, our spiritual faculties of all kinds. Just like there is in life when we want to become a great musician or artist or or doctor, surgeon, whatever it's going to be, there's a real desire and passion to do it. And we have to have that feeling. In this work, though, there has to be that feeling to have the desire. At the same time, as much as our will has to be in the work, we also have to have our will aligned with the divine will, with the higher intelligence, so that we are working with the intelligence and not premising what we're looking for from our perspective. We have to be a channel. I hate that word. I, I prefer the word instrument. Instruments much more broad and in my opinion much more correct. Instruments can play many tunes and be used in many ways. Channels tend to do one thing. Now, it's like a radio station. I turn on this one channel, so I'm going to hear a certain type of percep 
perspective, a narrative, uh, a show that I want to hear because I, I know that there's a, a certain um, comfortableness with it. Instruments, when you think of yourself as an instrument, then there's much more that can be worked through through you. Your mind is, is much more attuned to the overall as opposed to a just a, 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 a one vibrational connection. But what we want is always the highest and best, only ever the highest and best to be working with us. There are, there's so much documentation of healing cures inside spiritualism. And of course, I would strongly recommend that people look up and read about Harry Edwards and the Healing Sanctuary in, in England that's still there today. Harry Edwards, Edwards died in 1976. And the, I believe the, the, his healing sanctuary, the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary, was founded in 1945. And of course, he was doing healing before that. They had, there's documentation of cures of tuberculosis and cancers, etc. Long a first before um, antibiotics were ever invented or discovered. And also before any, shall we say, advanced, if you want to call chemotherapy advanced, uh, treatments for cancer. So, there, and it's, it's well documented. Not everyone got cured. And he talks about that very much. Uh, he said that their cure rate was and the effectiveness of their healing was about the same as the percentages of doctors. So 80% received benefit um, or 60% or 70% received benefit. There was a 20 to 30% pure cure rate. And then there was another like 10 or 15% uh, that uh, didn't in terms of the physicality uh, issue receive be benefit. Uh, they crossed on, or, or you know, their their life, their physical form ended. I, I'm sorry if I don't have all the right percentages there, but it's it's pretty much it's he documented it quite well. Uh, in his lifetime, I believe they estimated there was more than 14 million people that sought out uh, healing from the Harry Edwards Sanctuary, which is still open and doing the job today. Uh, a lot of it was what we call distant healing, what I was talking about earlier when I was praying for somebody or sending it at a distance uh, and sometimes in dream state or on hands. On hands, he did everywhere around the world, at his sanctuary, at all the spiritualist churches, it goes on and on. But I would, you know, that it's a good place to read. And there are many, many others you're going to come across. Plus, this is, and this is the wonder of it all. When it comes to the desire to heal and you in, in your faith in, in the divine, you can be anybody anywhere in the world, anybody anywhere in the world of any faith. If your heart is true to see the betterment for somebody else beyond whatever your idea of the doctrine of your religion is or your spiritual path is, when you look at the overall of the divine, it doesn't matter. You can be used as a channel. And it happens. Many people, there are many people who talk about this now. Don't think you have to be of a particular religion or faith. Some people don't have any faith at all, and it's because they are so des desperate. They reach out. They have this moment of the divine working through them, and then they start a spiritual path, <laughs> which means they were already ready inside their own soul. They just it hadn't manifested for them, but I bet the thoughts were there in the, privately. 
I, I remember doing a healing for a lady um, who had a very bad fibroids and we, we, there was a group of people that were doing healing for her for over a three day period. I, I know I've told the story before and in other channels, I don't know if I've, I've mentioned it on this one, but I remember going in with this gentleman, he and I were, it was our time to do some healing for this lady. Everybody was getting 10 or 15 minutes and she had requested it to be that way. And of course he said, okay, well let's, you know, you stand on one side, I'll stand in on the other and we'll put our hands on our, on her belly because her, this is where the fibroids were. And as we, as we walked in the room, I looked at him and I said, no, I want to put my hands on her head. And as I was saying that, saying that, that very freezing cold came over me yet again. And my, again, my hands, my fingertips went blue. And as he went to her belly and, and did rightly so there, and I put my hands on this lady's head because that's where I felt I wanted to go. And the moment I touched her, she said, oh, Alan, thank you. I have had a migraine for more than three days and you're the only one who has put the hands on my head. And she said, your hands are like ice. It feels so good. And when I finished, she said her, her uh, migraine was gone. So here's the other side of this. When you're working with spirit, whether it be mediumship or anything, healing, you've got to do what is being brought to you the right way, even if it goes against everybody else. This is really hard to do because the expectation is, okay, well, we're, we're going to heal those fibroids. Awesome. But you see, something else was happening, whether it was an energy buildup for three, because they had been doing healing on her for three days at four days, four hours a day. People had lined up for this. And as it turned out, her fibroids did go away. But everybody was in the expectation. I went in with, yes, I want to help her. And that's the way I looked at it. I wasn't thinking I wanted to just cure the fibroids. I, there was something else in me that said, I'm here as an instrument. And that's what we do. Now, you can, if you're Catholic or Christian and you're, you're asking Jesus to work through you, I'm not going to sit here and say it won't happen because, my gosh, I believe it can. I believe it can come from many different sources because, you know, in our, my outlook and the way I've looked at this all my life is I just don't see it as being Jesus, although that's a great master in soul. Don't ever kid yourself on that one. You've heard my other, my other um, podcast about that especially with the, the one about forgiveness. But there are many souls on the other side who give of themselves in service to God, to the glory of God, by trying to influence us in the most positive, best way. And when, when we begin to overcome ourselves, then we become these instruments. I have been, I have been lucky. I, I've had a, a fantastic healing once with and again, I, I don't want to, it, it's quite private with that particular person where um, it was heat and electricity that came through me. And the palms of my hands were, I can't describe it. Unless you've ever have felt an electrical current, you know how it comes through your body 
you know, but sometimes from an outlet or something, if you've ever had that experience, imagine that with heat coming through your palms of your hands. And then, of course, the one that was the most, the most hurtful for me, but also the most wonderful was uh, to do with my, my wife who, who died of cancer. And um, anyway, it was, that was quite phenomenal because for three or four days after the healing, um, that happened in the hospital privately between her and I. It was just amazing. Uh, she she was glowing, she was great, and it was they. It was two or three days after that that she received her chemotherapy and her first and only therapy of chemotherapy, and it just knocked it all all out of her. It was awful after that. And it never came back the same way. And I always felt that chemo, we avoided the chemo, we might have had more time. But, you know, those are the things we all work with. And and here's the other thing. The reason why I tell that story is you're not always going to get the outcome you want. You might get something that's quite beautiful and it proves to you that a different intelligence, because this is what we're talking about, this intelligence will work with you. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be what you want. And that's really hard to take. It's really, it, it sucks. And, and you've got, and, and if you can, if you're better than me that way, and you can say, well, this is God's will, and I believe that, and I understand that. Also, the fact that the soul has come for a certain period of time, and, and there's a certain way they, they've decided to leave, and there are reasons for that for both you and them, because it's, it's an experience you're both living in different ways. That's okay, I get that. But you're allowed to be upset about someone that you love very much who dies, <laughs> and especially when they're, you think it's really too young yet, and they've been healthy, and there's just no sign of this. You know, this is one of those ones that, as the medium and the instrument, uh, you know, that was my experience, was not to fully have uh, a premonition, although there was a hint of it uh, three or four years before that when I, I was insisting that she got a, an MRI on her womb. And that I felt that she certainly needed a hysterectomy. And of course, that never happened. And then when the cancer came out, it was the fact that it was in her womb. Um, so yeah, I know, very strange things to happen that way. But the healing that happened that day for her that came through me was phenomenal. Because when they found the cancer, it was in her womb, her liver, her lung, and kidney. But they knew from all the tests that it had started in the womb in the uterus and uh at that moment in the hospital three weeks in uh, she was sitting on the side of the bed she couldn't eat because they had her on such high levels of hydromorphine and all of a sudden just like it did with my mom i looked at her and i said and i will use her name i said jenny just stay there and i put one hand on her belly and one hand on her back and this 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 wave of energy for about 50 minutes just flowed and it came in waves it was like it was hitting me and working through me I can't describe it imagine being on a sh- oh here's the best oh here's a good analogy imagine you're you know when you're sitting in waves and the waves come and hit you and some are stronger than others that's exactly what the way it was like and it all came in on my left side and then came through me to her about 15 minutes it ended and then 20 minutes after that she was eating eating, ate all of her food. And at that point on, I was 
asking her not to have the chemotherapy and um and of course she, she did she she did i mean they anyone who's been in through the system they scare you they scare you into having the chemo they really do but it, and from their point of view from the mainstream doctor's point of view that was the only option for her they couldn't see it any other way and because she was so bad and in so much pain at that point i couldn't get her out of the hospital they they wouldn't let me take her because i wanted to get her started uh with um, iv vitamin c and a whole bunch of other um, natural therapies because i had been doing research like you would not believe i never researched a a a, a a paper for university like I was researching that. <laughs> and those, those are the things we all go through. But remember, healing, we can sit in circles all our lives to develop, you know, the, the aspects of mediumship. And I'm telling you here and now, and I am backed up by, by um, both Harry Edwards and Gordon Higginson, who was a very famous medium in England. And I said this years before I, I ever came across anything that these two had said. It's not about sitting in circle and taking workshops, although that will help. There's no doubt. Uh, I've done that. It helps. Of course it does. But it's about your time with spirit on your own and sitting every day, whether it's an hour whether you do it in half hours or every 15 minutes when you can find the time and, you, and it works out to be an hour or two hours a day, of attuning yourself with spirit, attuning yourself with God and working on yourself, knowing yourself, knowing you're the monster inside of you and knowing the saint that's inside of you and working with it, and the desire to be the instrument. That's important. Not the desire to force your will on someone else to be healed. That is different. But your will to be of service and to have the strength to step forward when the, when the moment presents itself, because it does. And often they present themselves, and sometimes we're, we're way too shy. I've done that. I've done that many times, actually, more than I, I wish to admit. Because I, I think because we are more sensitive, we, you, know, you don't want to push in all the time. You, you feel, oh, you know, here I go. I'm going to push in. <laughs> and many times you need to. But you will learn that as you go along. We all learn. I don't care how intuitive we are and how many voices we hear that tell us to do certain things. We learn by trial and error. And we start to become more refined with knowing when the moment's right for us to, to follow through. So if, if you have a desire to heal, then by all means, put your heart into it. Not everyone's made to be a surgeon or a nurse. And there are, there are other ways. I'm not saying that one should be opted for the other. Because they both have a place. And spirit isn't stupid. As, as we evolve in our own ability to heal our bodies and minds and even our emotional states they know then that there's, they're not as needed in some inst instances. 
we they have to let us do that for ourselves as we can because we are in our world but thoughts are living energies and vibrations and even on that level to think well of others sends out a force to bring the world into your heart and wish for the best for everybody is wonderful it doesn't mean you're not going to have conflict in fact you're going to find the conflict probably more difficult because in your heart you're wishing look i'm wishing the best for you and all you're doing is beating me up all the time or telling me i'm going to hell or telling me i'm the wrong religion or whatever it is but that's when you bring them back into your heart <laughs> and you have to work at it and i just want to say this to everyone who's listening if there there have been a few people who have sent in requests for healing and i want to let you know that you're on the list um if you have and you've received benefit or not uh, we hope that you have but if you have not as well I, I hope you'll write to us and and give us an update and with your name and your your area of where you live the country in which you live I don't we don't need your address and, and all that but your name and about where you live is is good enough and we can work with spirit and continue to to put our efforts towards that so I know this is a bit of a longer podcast my dear friends uh, thank you for letting me share uh, there's more with healing I could share because I've had many more experiences but I think that's enough for today and I can only encourage you to go out there and put your heart and soul into it as best you can don't expect people to recognize it don't expect people to come running to you and giving you big hugs and thanking you and and throwing rose petals at your feet or singing praises of you um, it's always nice when that happens <laughs> But, but don't expect it because that, that's not the, the point of our work, is it? Right? There's, there's humility and simplicity in it. And gratitude is, is wonderful, but we need to have the gratitude first that we've been used as an instrument. And what a special, special moment that is that the divine and those in spirit have recognized something in you, even in that moment that you were able to shall we say, elevate your spiritual being for them to be able to use in such a powerful way. Just be grateful for that. That's enough, isn't it? So I wish you all so very well. Please like and share. If you want, uh, get a hold of me through alanjohnholmes at yahoo.com. Uh, that's A-L-A-N-J-O-H-N-H-O-L mes at yahoo.com you can get a hold of me through through my very out-of-date web page at www.allenjohnholmes.com and uh, until next time i wish you so well i wish you all the great experiences with spirit as they come and just love and light to you all and, and god's blessings thank you bye-bye